bringing it to his back. Not only is this man a survivor, he's a thriver. We're talking, you know, drugs, abuse, divorce, success on TV, Roots, The Waltons, Little House on the Prairie, Everybody Hates Chris, just to name a couple of things he's done. He is best known, of course, as Willis on the iconic and groundbreaking half-hour comedy, Different Strokes. He's the author of the book, Killing Willis, which is a great read, because he tells it like it is. He's also a stand-up comedian, um, just on his off time. Mr. Tobridges is next. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking into. That's right. I know. Hi, you guys. Breaking into, and I'm with a survivor, okay? Let's start out with that. I'm James Jr., your host, and welcome back to the show. I mean, you know, I get to. I am so fortunate to do shows where I have full circle moments, and. My guest today is someone that I admired all these years, and I grew up watching. We're about the same age, so it's not that far off. But I had to watch him on my TV. Be one, to me, one of the most underrated child actors in the 70s and 80s. And we're going to talk about each of that when we, when we get into this. He, and I already gave you the big intro and in beginning of who he is. We're just going to go right into it, Mr. Todd Bridges. Hello, how are you? Sir, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to fan out. I'm trying not to fan out. <laughs> Thank you. This is a, this, in, all, in all seriousness, thank you for being on the show. No Taking problem, time out to be it. here. Um, everybody from our time here, which is, they're so excited. People are, are watching. It's live. We're watching. They're excited. Can you say hi to the fans out there? Hey, everybody. He's here. He is here. <laughs> We're going to break I'm it I'm here, down. and I'm alive. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, they said I died on the internet like four times. Yeah, okay, okay. And you know, that's the weirdest yes. thing. The read when you're dead is weird. Like, I'm reading, I re- was reading one time, it said, Todd Bridges died in a car accident in Lan- Lancashire and Zipova. And I went, well, I won't be driving that direction tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to prevent that death. I know where that, I know where that is. It is. Okay, so I was going to ask you, when they have these hoaxes or these misprints, <laughs> it must be weird as you go, oh, wait a minute, I'm dead? Yeah, well, it's just the craziest thing, you know, and sometimes the sad part about it is it gets to your family before you realize what's going on. And if you're working and your phone's off or yeah. something and they can't get in touch with you, they start to worry. And that's what happened when they first happened. That's what happened. I was in Fry's looking around for the new stuff. And that's when the phones were kind of like, you yeah. know, the phones weren't the greatest. Oh, yeah, back then. So, yeah, yes. so when you were in an electronic store, it didn't work. <laughs> I, mean, just I wonder didn't, why. It just didn't work. Mm, yeah, so, you know, so I was, and then for, so for an hour and a half, because I used to just walk around. You know, I like, I like electronics. So I walk around and you yeah. drool at looking at stuff. Yes, you, yes, you know, I'm going to get that one, you know. So, <laughs> you know, for an hour and a half, my wife at the time. My mom, my brother, my sister, my son, they all thought I was dead. And that was horrible. That, that was part is, that is no laughing matter on that part. That's no, horrible. It was terrible. It was really terrible. Well, I guess it means you're famous when they, like, when they, they do you as a hoax of your death. Yeah. Well, so what I always do is when they say it about my friends, I just call them and say, hey, you still alive? Yeah, exactly. And they go, yeah, I go, good, all right, because you was dead an hour ago. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it happened to me a couple of folks, not to me, but a couple people I knew. I was like, are they dead or alive? They were alive. Yeah. They were still alive. Yeah. Thank God they were still alive. Yeah. Um, now, I'm wearing, you guys know I'm wearing a shirt that says, I'm what Willis was talking about. There's, you know, I, one of the things that's really amazing about that, about the whole, what's talking about Willis thing you are one of the few, it's one of the few instances where you are part of a saying. Usually uh-huh. someone has like dynamite or whatever, they have a saying. Yes. You're part of it. So forever you're linked to that saying. Yes. That it is the, they did a show, I think it was on, one of the things was NBC or something like that about the, the largest ever, ever catchphrase. And everyone said it was what you're talking about, Willis. Wow. 
Everyone was saying that. And it was like Rob Lowe said, everyone said it. That, that, that is the biggest catchphrase of all time. It will not go away. It's just that is the largest catchphrase. And and, and even kids know the catchphrase and don't know the show. Right. That's what's really from. funny. Yeah, that's where it, it comes from. Because it was a friend of mine that I had dated, and she was with her children. And, and um, she was there in the car, and, and uh, they said, what you, talk, what you talking about, Willis? And she said, where'd you hear that from? And they go, oh, that's from The Hangover. And she's like, no, it's not. Oh, and they go, yes, it is. <laughs> they were arguing with their mother going, yes, it is. She goes, no, it's not. Trust me, it's not. You know. And, and, and the great part about it now, the show's on again. Yeah. It's running again right. all over the place. So right. it's catching on again. And I think people are realizing that you know more family shows are needed again. They need family shows yes. again now. Well, we're going to talk about it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna actually go into that right now. And first... Uh, let's show a little clip. Oh, you got a clip? Oh, of course. I got clips all over the place. <laughs> Love that side the same fro. If I can teach Arnold how to dance, I can teach anybody. Why was it hard? Listen, Arnold is living proof that not all of us have rhythm. <laughs> I, love I love that part. And that was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Emily, let's Michael see Jackson. You yep. That's not like you get enough. That's all right. Thank you, sorry. Not too bad. You just gotta loosen up a little bit like this. I love it. <laughs> you can tell that's, that's definitely early 70s dancing. Sure, totally, totally. Thanks. So I want to show that because that's just an example of just how. This show was what from seventy eight to like eighty something eighty five. It, it went from seventy seven to eighty six, and it would have went longer. It was actually we were going to get a, a five year grace period, but they had difficulties with uh, Gary Coleman's agencies and stuff like that. Okay, so that's yeah. why they ended up they canceled the top ten show. I don't, I don't know. It's a huge and, and then ABC picked it up, and then they had problems too. So they finally just ended the show because they they couldn't deal with it anymore. They couldn't deal with those with those agents. Um, there has been some criticism that I wanted to ask you about because we're on Black Hollywood Lives. So we talk a little blacker. Mm-hmm. I love the show, and I thought the show, compared to some of the other ones that were on that time period, was about heart. Yes. Now, there's criticisms of, well, like that show in Webster, white person saves black kids. It was more than that. It wasn't, that okay, wasn't, that wasn't, that just wasn't, it. That wasn't what the show right. really was. It wasn't the fact that a uh, white man saved the black kids. It was the black kids actually saved the white man because they made him understand that there is a huge difference between those two, but then with love is what conquers all. So what he did was he realized that his mother was racist on the show, he, and he told his mother off, actually. And he realized that this school that he had been donating money to for years was racist, so he stopped donating money. It changed Mr. Drummond's life, actually, and which in turn, turn, it changed our life also. Because if you remember, Willis's character was very defiant. for He didn't want to be there in That's, the very beginning. I remember, Because yes. he felt that Mr. Drummond had no idea and could not relate to him. And the more and more he started to understand Mr. Drummond, he realized that that when love is involved, love conquers all. So, you know, so it was a very sh- a show that was watched by all races. It was. And we always had a story, and we always had a point. We always presented a point. We dealt with racism. We dealt with child molestation. We dealt with so many subject matters that people were afraid to touch. We actually touched those matters. You did. And we helped a lot of people. I know you a did. A lot of people. I'm glad you said that. No, you did. I, I always felt it was about the show. The show center was heart. Yeah. And that you really did. It was more of like, yeah, he came to kind of help you guys out. Yep. But it turned, which happens in life all the time. Yeah. Things seem one way, but yep. then it becomes another way. Yep. And in the end, everyone wins. That's right. 
and everyone won, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. And, it, and it, not only did everyone win, it made uh, made a lot of other people in the United States win too, because they started realizing that it's dumb to be racist. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And and you know, you judge a person on their character, not the color of their skin, you know. And uh, and that's why the show was so successful. It was. And, and now, did you guys, did you know when you first started that that Gary would be so huge? Well, it's interesting because when we first started the show. What they did was, which was smart, was they put like me around Gary because I was a dramatic actor. So yes, I had I had to always deliver the lines for him to say something funny. Mm-hmm. See, and and the thing about about comedy, what people don't understand is the most important person are the ones who deliver the lines for you to say something funny. Mm-hmm. Those are the most important yeah. people. If they don't do it right, then you can't say anything funny. That's true. You know, so that's why they surrounded me. You know, with me and, and Conrad because we were actors. We already had a lot of experience. <laughs> yes. And um, when I came into that show, I actually came off of Fish. Yeah, I remember. And, I remember. Um, and what happened was Fish got canceled. Mm-hmm. And when Fish got canceled, Barbara Bergliotti knew that I was, because at first, Different Strokes was written for just Conrad and Gary Coleman. Oh. And Conrad said, no, he needs an older brother. So they couldn't oh. find an older brother at first. And they were like, and then also when Fish got canceled, Barbara Bergliotti said, we got somebody. We have, we have to get him. So they called me and they asked me that. I didn't even audition. They asked me that I want to do it. Oh. And I had actually had auditioned at the same time for another show, Mork and Mindy. Oh. And the Mickey Mouse Club. And oh, I had, and I had gotten all three. Wow. So how'd you choose? What, what made you what made you I wanted to be an older brother? How funny. You know, so and, and then thank you enough that I did because Mork and Mindy, I mean Mork, it was called Mork from Ork, changed to Mork and Mindy. Yeah. And then the Mickey Mouse Club didn't last long. <laughs> so I think I chose the right <laughs> yeah, choice. I chose the right one. Yes. I chose the right choice. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. And you were like for for me as a black child, and again, we're not that much different in age, black child, it was so nice. I wanted an older brother like you. Yeah, Will- Willis was a, was a very caring older brother about his, about his, about his uh, little brother. But also his little brother was always the one that reminded him about what his mother would say and what his yes. mother said. So yes. Willis always had to listen to that because he, he would say, you know, we're doing this for mama. You know, and Willis would, you know, think about it and be like, yeah, you're right. I got to <laughs> go along with this. So... I remember there was a conversation between between Willis and Mr. Drummond, and, and Mr. Drummond said, give me a chance to prove to you, you know, how much I love you guys. And Willis said, okay, I'll give you a chance to prove it. And there, were, and there was even an episode where Willis had to, where Willis decided that Mr. Drummond should not spank Arnold, that Willis should. And then, I remember that. Yeah, oh, and yes. then Willis realized that he should not do that. Willis was not old enough, and he was not mature enough to do that, and he realized that Mr. Drummond should do it. And no one liked doing it, yeah. but, and, you know, but um, Willis realized that he was wrong. You know, yeah, and and and, and a lot of times that's why we're that's why what you're talking about Willis was always geared toward me because <laughs> Willis would always do something crazy. You know what I mean? So it was always thrown at me. And <laughs> and, and actually, how it got created, it was it was a typo. Oh, okay. Back then they have typewriters, not computers. <laughs> they <just> typewriters. <laughs> so they actually messed up and they wrote in there. It's supposed to be what? It's supposed to be what are you talking about? <laughs> but the typo was what you talk about, Willis. So Gary Cromer said. What you talking about, Willis? And then when they said that, they were, everybody started laughing. They went, "Hello." They started giving signals. Ding, 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 ding. And then, yeah. and then it became this. It, oh, it's not in the script this week. And sure enough, <laughs> during that second writing stage, it was like, "There it is." <laughs> and then it's for Willis again doing something crazy. You know, say it again. You know, so they got and they got to the point to where, like I said, I hear it like at least fifty times. A I'm day. sure. You, I'm sure. I hear it all day long, and and it depends. And if, when I hear it, you know, I I won't turn around. If they call me my name, I will turn around. 
Okay, if they see that, I just keep walking because I, you know, like, that's I, I hear it so that. much. You know, I respect that. While we're in here, we got people watching, and Ray Goldring, I'm saying hello, says, "What's up, Todd Bridges? You're an inspiration actor, and you inspire people to never give up." And Th- shout to us. That's you know something that that what I always said is the true meaning of failure is not to try. And one thing my mother always taught me is never give up. Keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing until you make your dreams come true. You know, and um, again, my dreams are coming true because I never gave up, you know, and and it's weird because I was thinking about retiring, you know, and like quitting and just yes. getting out of it. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden things that happen and I realized that there's no retiring and I'm going to be coming back with a vengeance. Good. And, Good. you know, and, you know, it's because I care for people. I care for people. I care for my family, you know, and I think that. And you're talented. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you are. That. No, you're talented. Thank you should you. be out there. You should be doing stuff. Yeah. And, and, and now and things will take place now. Yeah. You know, things are, yeah. and my talent will be, you know, we put to the test and I will prove again, you know, because I was one of the youngest uh, dramatic actors of black kids. Oh, no, we're going we're to we're talk about that. No, I get yeah. that in here. We're going to talk about that in a second. I'm going to show yeah. a clip too of, as a clip I'm going to show is really good too, but we're going to talk about that because you're very underrated. Yeah. Um, Regina, you. I'm sorry if you say your last name. Ola Dan, Ola, I can't, I'm sorry, but Regina. This is one of my favorite shows growing up. It was ahead of its time, which I agree. Mm-hmm. This show, ha- this show, oh, this show, oh, oh, it actually helped Regina w- express sexual abuse that was happening to her. Yes. We talked about, about that too. We talked about that too. We dealt so, yeah. with very serious you issues. Did. And you did with drugs. And you had, you had Mrs. Reagan on your show. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Okay. Not really. Really. Just, not, say, just say no. Right. Not many shows have Mrs. Reagan on their show. Yep. And then when we, not only did we have Mrs. Reagan on the show, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan came to see the show, yeah. and wow. the whole entire audience was CIA, was the Secret Service, oh, and they didn't laugh at none of our jokes. <laughs> but every time Nancy said, they'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and 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 every time we went in, it was scan, scan, uh-huh. scan, scan. It was like it was like you know they see they still had to scan our IDs, and then I got to talking to one of the guys that actually was 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 security for her, and I, I looked, he showed open his trunk up, and they actually had in the trunk. Surface to air missiles. Wow. Yeah, and it was a no fly zone at the time over over the particular yeah. universal it was a no fly zone. And what a they trip. they yeah, they had everything in that trunk. So if anything went down, they were ready. That's kind of exciting. No, I mean, as a kid, yeah. I, as a kid, I'd be like kind of excited. I'd be like, it was oh, kind of scary. Yeah. Well, sure. the, I can tell you the scariest thing that ever happened was Ooh. on sil- the set of Silver Spoons. We went over there. They had a um um uh, not uh, not the chimpanzee. They had a, a orangutan. Mm-hmm. And the and we were, me and Gary were like, oh, this is cool. We can watch the orangutan. And something happened, and the rain tank went crazy and started throwing people <laughs> everywhere. So I had to carry Gary and run out. We were like, come on, Gary. We ran out because he was throwing people everywhere. He went, the rain tank went crazy, so Gary, lucky that I was tall enough and big enough to carry him out of there. He may have got thrown, too. That rain tank went nuts. And, and it was funny because the first we were like, oh, this is so cute. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And we got to grab Gary and said, come on, woman, get out of here. We ran out of there. And, and another thing that was also funny, you tell me and Gary used to do because we worked at Universal. What we used to do to the trams? Oh yeah, the okay. Trams, yeah. When the trams would go by, me and Gary would freeze. So the trams would go by, and we go. <laughs> People be like, "That's Gary Cohen, it's Tom Bridges." Yeah, like they, just... they thought we were fake. <laughs> we would freeze and we just stand like this. And then when the tram would by, we go and start talking, and they go, "Oh, man, they were real," but they're too late. They already passed up. <laughs> I love that story. That's hilarious. 
Oh my goodness. Speaking of that, so one of the reasons why I get to have top readers on my show is because of our fearless leader, Maria Menunos. Um, she has her own podcast called Conversations with Maria. It's every Friday on iTunes. Um, she talks to influencers, celebrities. I know Maria very well. Yeah, Maria's, Maria's great. Yeah. I love Maria. Uh, she supports me in the show all the time. Cool. Um, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finance, everything. She's like, well, for some of you, she's the big sister you wanted. For me, she's the little sister. <clears throat> <laughs> a little older. Uh, just go to iTunes. Go to and just subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos. It's every Friday. Great show. Like I said one week she did a whole thing on pets and how you pet care because I love animals and pet care, so it's great. So go check it out. Um, I want to share a quick story with you. Okay. That, um, I went to go see Avenue Q mm. the day Gary Coleman died. Mm. So I was in New York and he died, and then I had to go to the show later. And so I was like, okay, they didn't cancel the show. At the St. James Theater and on Broadway, and it didn't cancel the show. And I've been waiting to see the show for so long, mm-hmm. and I knew his character, which is played by a woman. You have to see the show to, to see why, how it, where it totally works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's one of the leads. Mm-hmm. They came on. They did the whole show. Mm-hmm. Hello, we're laughing. We weren't. I mean, you couldn't help the show. If you ever seen it, it's really funny. It's dirty. It's funny and all stuff. We laughed and laughed. Did the whole show, and then afterwards, the woman who plays his character came out. And then she spoke. And so we, we know that he, because he, apparently he endorsed the show. That's what she yeah. said. He endorsed the show. He saw it. And she goes, we decide the show must go on. He would understand he's an actor. Mm-hmm. And we thought to honor him, do the best show we could. And then now, listen, and we were all crying at the end. Everybody was crying. Yeah, I did, was well, like big, the so, interesting yes, part please. about when he passed away, I was at Lake San Antonio. Okay. And I was out camping with my family. And I got the phone call that he was in a coma. And I had talked to a person and I told her not to pull the plug because Gary was a fighter and I thought Gary could survive it. Okay. But she pulled the plug on the twenty eighth anyway. And yeah. and I was very upset over that because I knew Gary was Gary lived with no kidneys and, and in his forties, which a lot of you know, people they don't. people don't live that long. Nope, they don't. You're so right. I knew that he could probably make it through what was going on, but the simple fact that she pulled it and then I couldn't go home for another three days because they were Packed out at my house everywhere. Wow. And so they were like, just stay away from the house. Don't go home because they're there. Yeah. And I and so, you know, and so it's something I'm always going to remember because it's, you know, I lost everyone, you know, my cast members, you know. That, you know, and that is amazing because you're the survivors. Yeah. Like, sole survivor. And I was the one they all thought would go first. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. Right. And I'm the one that's still here. But I like Conrad. I talked to Conrad all the time before. I talked to him the day before he passed away. He didn't even know because he was, I guess, internally bleeding and he passed away. And that really, that really hurt me because I was he like a father to you. He was a father to me. Yeah, Yeah. he was a better father than my own father was actually. You know, and 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 that one that was really sad for me that day too. You know, and and when we lost Dana, I remember when we lost Dana. That was very sad for me too because Dana was in. You know, I remember. I had warned her about going on Howard Stern because I told her I didn't yeah, think sure. that she can she can deal with it. Like, see, I can go on Stern and deal with it because I can fire back at Stern. And Dana was so emotional, and, and I felt that the, the people kind of really attacked her, and she didn't know how to defend herself. But yeah. I, what I always tell people is just tell the truth. Right. Don't lie about you know you know I you know I did some stupid things in my right. life you know and, and who doesn't right you know and if anyone you know I always say you gonna cast a stone at me you better throw five more at yourself. Okay. You know, that's so right. The only, that's only right. difference between ours is is people know about it. Right. That's the only I agree difference that. is you know. So, that. you know, I accept respons- full responsibility for everything that you mm-hmm. know. I made some terrible terrible mistakes, mm-hmm. but you know, something I made I make up I made up for them. Yeah. You know, and and making up for them is still being alive and being able to help a lot of people get through yeah. situations that they're going through and dealing with. Well, today is National Honesty Day. Is it really? It is. 
Today's National Honesty Day. We're being honest today. Well, I ain't gonna say nothing, but I, 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 I could, could say something really funny, but I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> I'm like, say whatever you want. No, 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 okay, yes, I'm sorry. That's kind of funny. But you guys were like a little tribe, weren't you? It was like yeah. the, the, all of you were just like it, this. Well, everyone was there. See, okay, when we did Different Strokes, you had Facts of Life cast yes, there, yes. you had Silver Spoons, you had um, One Day at a Time, yes. you had Give Me a Break. You had Who's the Boss, yeah. and I was the oldest boy. I was the oldest boy. Oh, funny. So, Afonso and Ricky Shorter used to always mess with me. They used to set my car alarm off. <laughs> they used to throw water at me. So, I used to always, I was always having battles with them, throwing water back yeah. at them. I'd catch them and throw water back at them. <laughs> I'd give them Charlie horses in the leg, like, bam, because they'd always mess with me. And then yes. Ricky would try to run and hide behind his bodyguard, so I'll get my bodyguard to distract them. <laughs> I'd get his bodyguard taken off, and I'd catch Ricky. I got you now. <laughs> but, you know, we're a bunch of kids having yeah. Fun man, we used to roller skate around everywhere. We had skates, and you know, it was like our playground because you know, what else were we gonna do? You know, yeah. so we played, we skated around, and did a lot of things. We had a lot of fun on those shows. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm gonna show another clip, okay, a really quick one because everybody's everybody will kill me if I don't ask you something about this. So, okay, go right ahead, please. Go ahead and show that. Hi, Willis. <laughs> Hi, Charlene. Come on in. Oh my God, that's when my voice was changing. Yeah, you tell you tell it's like <laughs> yeah on TV. Not yes. retainers. I didn't want you to melt them. <laughs> <laughs> she was like the cutest kid. I want to meet my sister teenager. Emily and my little brother Arnold. Hi, nice to meet you, Charlene. Do you even prettier than Willis said? Oh, thank you. Hey. No wonder he's willing to risk the best years of his life. You're pretty cute yourself, too, Arnold. Some people say I resemble Billy D. Williams. Where's your bracelet? Oh, it's right here. My dad flipped when he saw it. He said I was too young to be going steady. He sort of forbid me to see you anymore. What did he say? I forbid you to see him. <laughs> He's not much on hinting, is he? <laughs> well, how'd you get out tonight? Well, I told him I was going to go study at the library. God, my voice so let's go study. Is it hilarious? Yes, yeah, you, as you so pick up that. Yes. <laughs> so I just want to show a bit of that. It's just kind of funny because everyone in the world. I'm not going to ask you the same question everybody else asked about Janet Jackson, but just it is. She was actually an actress in the 70s and 80s. I mean, good times, of course, she played Penny. I actually was able to pick who I wanted to play my girlfriend, and I used to watch her because good times was there too, also. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch her walk through all the time, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, she's going to be, and I told him to hire her to be my girlfriend. But, you know, we don't talk about our relationship. Yes, I know you don't. I, I saw that you don't. something we don't. I know you respect that. Because you know, we had a very special bond for a yeah. long time, yeah. and uh, we just don't talk about it. That's good. Know? And I still have Janet is still a great woman. She really. Is. I mean, she's still as beautiful. Just as we still yeah. just, just as beautiful then. Yeah. But that leads. But that leads me into you being a black child actor, and especially in the seventies. Here's another clip I found right here, and I remember this as a kid. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> How old were you? Did you I say was. No, I think I was. Thing. Seven. Seven. Are you triple double shoe? You didn't say that. No, it's the parking margarine. Taste it. Butter. <laughs> Tastes good. You are butter. Parquet. <laughs> Did you say that? No, it was a parquet. 
Parquet margarine from Kraft. I have forgotten about parquet. The funny part about that was, I'll tell you something funny, Please. Is, is that that commercial, I feel so bad because it says Todd Bridges and some white kid. Yeah, it does I feel say, so yes. bad. I know, I'm like, like, come on, man. I know, come on, people. Find out what the name of the yes. white kid was. That's terrible. <laughs> Is a some white kid. Come on. I know. I love that. Um, but, but that's so funny. But that was one of the first ones they did. And we also we also were one of the first families that did Jello Brown Jello in the commercial. Yeah, way, I, yes. way before what's name did. And we we it, we, it was I like, remember. Betty Bridges of San Francisco he yeah. loves Jello. And I go, can I have, and my voice is high, can I have some more, mom? You know, and it's like like the show you clipped with Janet, yeah. my voice hadn't, I hadn't dropped yet. No. So, yeah. you know, you know, well, you know, they say the things hadn't dropped yet. They hadn't <laughs> dropped yet. So, so my voice was high. And then yeah. it went into the crowd. Like I would go, I would go like, yes, yeah, so you should go, and they would leave it in. They would leave it in. They left some of the craziest stuff in the show, like one because you know, and also when you're growing, how your feet get too big for yes, your size. Yes, I fell down them stairs like four times, and I would get them, and because I was professional, I would get up and keep right on going, and they leave it in. They would like leave it in, leave it in because it worked. He, it works. He, he it kept works. one on going, and you know, he's he's a kid, you know, so it was pretty funny. I, you know, what I want to ask you about that is that okay, I'm gonna read some credits here because I mean, you really were this I, again. I mean, this 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 actor, um, Roots. I did all dramatic work before I, I did comedy. Can we, we get the Roots? Yep. Little House on the Prairie, the Waltons, the Waltons. I mean, like you were doing stuff. Like I did now, a, a show called Circle of Children with Jane Alexander. Let's what, what, show this scene right here because okay. this is a scene I really oh, want to talk this about. This was yeah. Let's see. I'll tell you about scene. this show. Yes, that's about this right. This Little House on the Prairie. It's the seventies, folks. The yeah. 70s. Solomon. Yes, ma'am. Can you think of something that you dislike? Being a nigga. I'll explain to you why I said that. I'll explain to you why I said that. It's just, it's so... The 70s, there's no television like it today. I mean, it it, was so... I had a really big speech in there that that I um, did in that classroom. And what that what I meant by that was because see I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. And what happened was I ran away from my mom and my brother because I wanted to learn how to read and write and I wanted to be a doctor. But what I didn't know was that they weren't gonna let no black people be a doctor. And when I ran to this doctor, I go, "You're a doctor?" Black guy goes, "Boy, I'm a doctor, yeah, but I ain't came working no white man." He goes, "I only work on the Indians," and then that hurt me. Yeah. That really hurt me. So I was ashamed of being the color that I was because yeah. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. You know, right. and, 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 you know, and during those areas, you can say whatever you wanted to say on shows, you know, basically. And when you see the whole show, then you understand why I said that, you know, and it made a lot of sense doing that for that particular show. And it was so funny because in the walls, was like, we got to get a black kid. So they go, oh, just get Todd Bridges. So, I'm saying, you like you popped up everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was just and like, I, because I was a dramatic actor. Yeah. And, and the thing about it was I used to get, I was getting roles that were for white kids. They would just switch them to, to me. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Do yours did a great job. Yeah, and um, yeah. and so and then I was in a lot of I was in like a lot of mini a lot of mm-hmm. movie of the weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with the uh, Sixty Space Act. Yeah, I worked with Jane Alexander. Um, and then I'll tell you my the most exciting thing for me ever is when I met Lena Horne. I was on a plane going to New York, and Lena Horne recognized me, wow. and I was sleeping. And she told my mom, "Can she sit there?" And she sat there next to me, and I wake up, <laughs> and I look, and I go. And she, and she goes, hi, baby. Oh, my God, I love it. Goes, I love it. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, my God. You are such a wonderful actor. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Mr. You know, I was, my eyes, I was just so... Yeah, no, I know. It's Lena Horne. I hugged her. I was like, oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I got to meet all my idols. And, and you really? know, yeah, I got to meet all my idols. And that oh. was one thing that 
a lot of actors at that time didn't get to do. I got to meet everybody from Lena Horne, Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis Jr. had every Sammy. single recording of what I had been on. He had what? recorded everything. And wow. then I, and through him, I met Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Dom DeLuise, wow. Burt Reynolds. You know, I knew all the legendary actors. And, and if you think back in those times, those actors were brilliant. You know, you know and, and to be able to meet all those people, you know, I mean, I, we, we, I even had dinner with Elvis. You know, you know, oh, you know so, you know, and then Michael was a great friend of mine, you know, yes. so you know, yes. Prince, you know, I hung out with Prince, yes. and, you know, and um, and concerts, you know, um, Prince would always invite me to the concerts. I always go to his concerts and and he was another great artist, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. and, Completely. you know, you know, and I and I I look today and I think that, you know, um, they got to get back to the roots of television mm-hmm. where it's where shows are about. They mean something. They're trying. So on some of the outer, like Netflix, and they're doing it. They're kind of well, doing Netflix it. Well, Netflix is doing some fantastic yes, shows. I have doing. to admit that. Yeah, they they're are. doing some stuff. I watched that new Lost in Space, and it was Yeah, it was, I saw it. And, and you yes. know what I like about it? Penny was black, and it's not even mentioned that she's black. No. It's great. Mm-hmm. And she's the smartest. She's a doctor, and she's smart, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just about her being, you know, an older brother or the sister, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's really great because the lady who plays the Dr. Smith character, she is evil. She is and she's evil. a good actress. Yes, she is. She's so good yes. that you want to reach through and choke her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. hate her on that show. Yeah, you're supposed but, to. But she's so damn right. good at it, she's you know, at being it, yes. treacherous and terrible, you know. <laughs> but I've seen some great shows on Netflix, you know, and, and you know, and that's why I think the, the major networks have got to get back to, I agree. to sitcoms. They got to get back to them. I agree. That was their bread and butter. It was. And, and they got to get back to them. They got to get back to them. I grew up in a great age of television. Yep. And it just, I don't understand where, I mean, we have Blackish. I'll give them points. They, they're doing some good stuff on that show. That's it. Yeah. See, and it needs to be, see, and I, and I always thought that a show shouldn't be just black. It should mm-hmm. be a show that anybody can watch. I see, that's why I think movies should just be movies. It shouldn't be just be black movies. It should be movies. So if you have a black cast, it just make it a universal subject. Right. And people are going to go see it. Now, Black Panther proved, because they used to tell us that black people don't sell overseas, <laughs> and Black Panther proved them different. Right. Now, and that's a universal movie. See, so if you make universal shows, everybody is able to watch them. I because agree. then everybody can relate to them. But if you stay on a subject matter, you know, then some people can't relate to it and they won't watch the show. But if it's a universal mm-hmm. subject... And people can learn from it. I think now it's time for kids to be able to sit in front of a TV and watch a show and learn something from that show. I agree. You know, and and, and because a lot of times a lot of us grew up on television, but we got a good education from television because right. those shows they always had said something, yes, always did. gave us something that we yes. needed to learn as children. Yes. I mean, like think about this. You know, what with those shows, you know, a, a, I, O, U, a, C. Those shows taught us things. Mm-hmm. They taught us stuff, you know. And, you know, you learned the ABCs and, you know, you learned all this stuff. And you, you were smarter because you watched them shows and they would teach you and you'd sing along with mm-hmm. them, you know, as a kid, you yeah. know. And you, oh, know, know. And you yeah. knew them, you know. Yeah. And they don't make stuff like that anymore. They don't. You know, they just make, you know, this slam, bam, thank you, and the comedies that are just, yes. they're fast comedies. But to me, they have to be more of, I, I really believe they have to be family-oriented shows. Totally and that will help us a lot better. Now, back when you were running around as an actor, did you know? I mean, were, did you run into people like Rodney Alley Ripple and Ronnie Kim Rippy? Fields? Yeah, Rippy and, and yeah, well, Kim Fields. Well, Kim, Fields, well, Kim Fields was always there because yeah. we were Facts of Life, so was on was on the same yeah. lot as us. So yeah. we all were we always were together as kids. So Alfonso, guys, so you guys, you guys all go to the same auditions and things because you guys run into each other. No, a lot? no, because we all were working. But, oh, but, good, but okay. see, in the beginning, me and Kim did some work together. Well, I forgot what show we did. Well, we did a show. Oh, really? Together, we did a com. I think it was a comedy show. Was that Dan? No, we did. We did some show. I forgot what show okay. we did together. But I knew Kim Fields since she was a really, really little. Wow. 
because we worked on a lot of lot, lot of stuff together. And, and she we, did like more. She did Mrs. Brotherworth commercials. Yeah, she did like more. And, like and, and, and we were always yeah. I did over two hundred commercials. Yeah, you did a lot of commercials. Yeah, so we were um always like at the same benefits because at the t- at that time you went you. <laughs> Random Bar was invited to the white benefits, so you always went to the black benefits. You know, that's just how it was. You know, that's just, unfortunately, that's how it was back then. You know, and, and I did not, you know, that's just. But so it, you guys all saw each other. I know you're still friends with we, Kim. We and had a lot other, so. of unity back then because yeah, sure. you had to. That's all we had was us. Yeah, You know, true. and, and um, but, you know, our show, and that's why our show was universal. And, and so with everyone else, so like, like you could watch, like anybody can watch Sanford and Son and relate to it. Mm-hmm. Because because it's it's a show. Mm-hmm. Now he may have lived in the ghetto, but it didn't matter. He still was always universal situations. Like I was just thinking about the uh, episode the other day when I saw that I, I every time you watch it you laugh. Where yeah. remember when he had that that antique gun and next thing he fired, oh, he yeah. thought he killed the friend across the street. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he melted the gun. Remember? Yeah. He thought the police were coming for him, and the friend showed up and he was like, "He goes, you alive?" <laughs> and then they and they go, "That gun you have is worth a lot of money." And, yeah, and he exactly. goes, "Can I still get money for this?" And he had, <laughs> he melted it. But yeah. you laugh off. Those yeah. shows, you you, yeah. you watch these old shows and you just are tickled pink because they're still funny, yeah. you know. And 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 I don't think every show, the new shows are not as like like those yeah. old shows were. Those yeah. old shows had nostalgia, but also had they were they're very well written. And I think that's yeah. why they got to also get back to the older writers who used to write those shows, start writing shows like that again mm-hmm. to to really build back up these networks and and give them power to compete with Netflix and all these other mm-hmm. companies. I agree with you on that one. Um, it, it's it's crazy because like I said you did recently show a picture of you at the Roots reunion years ago at TV Land. He has got an award. I mean, every black person on earth was in that movie, in that miniseries. Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. They actually ran out of black people. <laughs> so let me, like, let me like, tell you about, about Roots. Because <laughs> I saw, I remember seeing, what you want? What you want? I, 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 I was a starring role yes. in Roots. Yes. And I had, you had lines. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, know. I was the only kid with lines yeah, in the home. Like, there was no other kid with dialogue. I had a lot of dialogue. And um, <laughs> the funny part about it was that one time they ran out of black people, so they, they, they said, oh, Todd, you got, do us a favor. Put on some other clothes and go way out there and be another kid because we ain't got no more kids. We got kids to play. So I dressed up as a kid. I had a hat, a little hat on my head, and I was like, like I was sweeping up some stuff. That's but hilarious. but I wasn't playing my character. I was playing somebody else. That's but funny. I had some serious dialogue, you know. Oh, you and I didn't even know about slavery till I did Roots. Oh wow! Because I was from San Francisco, California. Yeah, they tell you. And, it's and, a bubble and, up there. And we are we're in a bubble where I mean I, there was no police harassment. Everybody got along. Our neighborhood mm-hmm. was very well mixed. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. people, I never heard the N-word in my entire life there. Wow, wow. You know, everyone loved us. They loved you for who you were. See, they, they, they treated you how you acted. If you acted like a good kid, you got treated right. Yeah. You know, so when I came to L.A., it was a culture shock. Yeah, so different. Culture oh, yeah. shock. <laughs> they, yes. You know, I, I was like mortified, you know, because mm-hmm. my mom, I'll tell you, very funny story. My mom, we're going to move to Culver City, California. Oh, yeah, Culver City, yeah. And um, <laughs> so my mom on the phone sounded like a white lady, right? So they said, oh, yeah, Miss Bridges, your credit is perfect. You got the money in the bank. And when we showed up with all them big old afros, they was like, uh, we don't have no more houses here. Oh, dang. So my mom got one of her white friends to go in there. We bought that house anyway. And believe it or not, the neighborhood didn't care. The neighborhood was fine with it. You okay, know? so it's okay, I'm glad you said that because one of my best friends, she's um, half Mexican, half white, but her, mo- her mother is Mexican, looks like a light-skinned black woman. She always said about the nappy hair, and she always talked about that. Mm-hmm. She goes, in the 70s, she went to Downey, California to try to buy a house. And they were like, who's this black woman trying to buy a house in Downey in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Don't you want to go over here to Southgate or somewhere else and try to put her somewhere else? She's like, no, I want to go. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. This did happen like and, less and, than 40 years ago. And if you look now, 
You go to like Englewood, <laughs> I'm seeing white people walking the street at night. I'm like, dang. Walking their dogs. Yeah. Why I, live. I live in Englewood, so but yeah. I'm, but I'm like, mm-hmm. where they come from? No. I'm like, I... they walking their dog. I'm like, you know, 20, With no shame. 20 years ago, you they walk got in. robbed. <laughs> yes. They'd have been dead. But now, now they're, they're, they're walking. walking. I mean, and walking with stride. Yeah, and if you had seen a white girl walking, she was a hooker. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's really that's the reality of back it was. then. You know, it was back so, then. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy now. You know that that they're all moving to these areas because now they're starting to. You know, and and that's why I feel so bad with San Francisco. The dot comers are destroying San Francisco. Uh, I lived the there for cult, sixteen years. The they culture did. is oh. leaving, and they got they got to realize you get rid of that middle class and the poor people, you lose the culture. You're going to lose the culture of that city, and it's just going to become an ordinary city. The and mission nobody's going to go there. I, the last time I was there, yeah. I'm like. Where are the murals? Gone. Gone. They're gone. They, they're paying over a name, and they're kicking everybody out, building these expensive apartments. And I people, know. And, you know. and it's sad because they're losing the culture. I agree. You know? and, I agree. And, and, and that's what we have to see. And I think, and now I think finally the mayor is stepping in and trying to realize that they can't let, because yeah. he invited everyone there, but he didn't realize that was going to happen. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why Los Angeles, I'm, I'm glad Los Angeles is so big, yeah. you know, that, you know, we you stay in certain areas. You still got you know, culture. Yeah, you can keep the culture. I also want to bring up, Sean, this next pick. Chris Rock really did go back and find black folks for his show, Everybody Hates Chris. Because I've had four or five people on this show over the last two years who have been on this show, and that, you were one of them. That was a fun show. And, and actually, the funny part about that show was I came on just for a one-day row. And and after I finished, Ali Leroy was like, "Do you want to be on the show?" And I was doing actually I was doing World's Dumbest at the time too. I said, "Well, mm-hmm. you got to work around World's Dumbest." They was like, "No problem." Wow. And um and he let me play with my character, so I made a really fun character. Yeah, you did. You played something show. out of type too. It was yeah, like you were very, yeah, yeah. I was something completely different yeah. than what I normally would yeah, play. Yeah. And but the funny part about him about, about Monk was Monk was crazy, but yet he always gave at the end of it when he would tell Chris Rock, like like Chris Rock would say. Okay, uh, his character would say, you know, I got this bully mess. I go, he's messing with me. Well, let me tell you how to kill him. And I get, and he goes, I don't want to kill him. And I go, are you sure? He goes, yeah. I go, okay, then let me tell you what to do. And my advice always worked out. He would use it, and it always worked out to the best advantage. I mean, there was like one scene where, you know, and I made this up, and I asked Ali to make it up, where his brother, Chris Rock's brother comes in. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, yes. and he comes in, and I yeah. see him, and I got a knife, man. I go, who's that kid? He goes, that's my brother. Like, oh, well, you lucky as I was gonna stab him. <laughs> and he's like, don't stab my brother. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm not. He's your brother. You know. So, but if he wasn't, I was gonna get him. You know. But so I played a lot, a lot of fun with that character. Yeah. And, and yeah. everyone, a lot of us were comedians on there. So when you got yes. all of us together, yes. it was buck wild, boy. It was. And I'm, wild. I'm saying, I'm saying. I mean, I'm. You know, people talk about Tyler Perry, who's doing, who hires people. But I'm saying Chris Rock back then was hiring people. Yes, he was. That you didn't see. Like, I remember what's his name, Raj from uh, What's Happening, played character. Yeah, on there. I mean, yeah, there was, yeah. He played the corner. I mean, yes. And he was very funny. He lived in the building. Yes. And 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 and, and it's, the good part about it was that's what made that show so good was that they they hired good actors on mm-hmm. that show from mm-hmm. past shows that knew how to do what they were doing and they just we really made that show great. Yeah. It, it kills me that, that that the kid is now this young man who was on Walking Dead and all these. I mean, he's like doing all these things now. He's like, big. He's big kid. He's big now. He's taller than me. Yeah. He's really taller than I am too. He's he's, he's a big one. Yeah. Now another part of your past that just makes me laugh. I don't have any clips or anything. I'm not gonna scare you with those. But recently you did ba- Battle of the Network Stars, <laughs> but back in the day you did Circus of the Stars. Yeah. Well, no, I did Battle of the Network Stars back in the like, day too. Do? Okay. So like, so I, how was that surreal for you, like to be back in that kind of strange arena of well, stars? Well, when we did Circus, Circus of the Stars, I did the hard stuff. I did the trapeze. Yeah, I, I know. You I, I was a natural gym. I was a gymnast. I had double backs, double fronts on the, on the ground. I did all that. So I was the first person to do a double on the trapeze actor and catch it and go back and make it back. Wow. And and then when I tried, and then I was I'm going on the fifth season. 
I tried the um, I tried the triple. I caught it first time with the with the with the, with the, with the, with the they have ropes on you first. I tried, mm-hmm. caught it. So then we were gonna go without it, and I went. And I caught his hands, but I slipped off. And when they say your life flashes before your eyes, <laughs> it is true. On the way back to the net, my life is flashing. Oh, and I right. can see myself dying. And, and I hit the back net. And I flipped over, came down. I landed. I went, I'm done. I said, I quit. They go, you got to go back. I go, I ain't going back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, you can't no make way. Me. You so, can't so, make so, me. so then what happened was they go, well, well, why don't you try the lion act? I go, okay, no problem. They gave me a whip and a chair and threw me in the li- in the lion cage, right? Now I'm looking at these lions and they're huge. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. And they're looking at me and they're like, mm, and I'm saying to myself, they, I look like cooked meat to them. So I slowly backed out and I said, Nah, I don't want to do this either. I go, What happened to the other person? They go, Oh well, we didn't want to tell you, but that lion slapped her. And I was like, Oh great, thanks. You know, you're trying to get me eaten in that by them lions. And you don't realize how big a lion is until you're standing next oh, to it. Oh, I take your word for it. Huge. I take your word for it. Now, why? where was insurance? What was going on out there? Like, just threw you in there back in the day? It was like back in the day, just threw you yeah, in there. Yeah, they just, and then, but then, but see, when I did the last battle network start, the funny part about it was, I thought that I was running fast, but boy, when you get older, oh, I know. Woo, oh, I know. things I know. slow up in your body, man. You are not as fast as yes. you used to be. I raised yeah. my son about two years ago, and I was like, I'm like I'll beat this fool. Yeah. You crazy. And I took off, and he take off. And I'm like, he's just passing me up. I'm like, what are you doing? So I'm trying to run faster, faster, and faster. And pretty soon, he way up there. So I faked like I was hurt. I was like, ah, ah. I pulled something. He goes, yeah, right, Dad. I was like, man, he is way too fast for me, you know? Yes. Way too fast That's for how me. kids are. It's a little warm in here, you guys, yeah. actually. Yeah. You throw something to me. You get something quick to Because like, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm having a hot flash myself. Yeah. Uh, a little warm. Um, well, I sweat really easy. Actually, I got a good I have no, a good I system. No, I so sweat too easy. I sweat when, really when easy. You sweat, when they say when you sweat, you sweat not all your toxins all the yeah, time. That's, that's which good. is good for you. Yeah, that's good for you. Um, but I am too. I just get a thing. So, so did you know like Danielle Spencer from from what's happening? Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. She's a veterinarian. Oh, she really? She's a veterinarian, yeah. I knew Danielle. I knew we knew some saying we at that time we all all, every black person knew each other. Because we was always at the same parties. You know, so we all knew each other very well and we all got along really well too, you know. That's cool. I like that because again, we're taught a lot of times nowadays as black people to go for that one spot right there, knock everybody down to get there. And now it's like, why are we doing that? Why don't we just say let's ignore that? And make five spots and ten spots and fifteen. Well, spots. I think I think the problem is that we think we're going to lose our position. Some people do, oh, and right. that is just not true. Right. There is room for everybody. I, that's what you, I say. You're not going to lose your position. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I got on my show. Right. You know, and and you know, there weren't even black people on our show in the beginning. I'm talking about as far as me and Gary. We were, and then we had a hairdresser who didn't know how to comb our hair. The wow. first time we watched the first season, our hair was toe up. <laughs> first season. <laughs> You know, and I was like, you know something? This got to change. So they, yeah. they, I told them, they said, well, you go find somebody. Tell I said, fine, no problem. Oh. I went to Watts okay. and found Joanne Chainley. And she, ended, and she ended up doing hair for everybody. Facts of Life, Different Strokes, See, all the shows. Because she could do everybody's hair. Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, and then cool. <laughs> another thing was there were no black people in, in the offices. And I was like, you know, I'm coming in. I don't see nobody in my color. You know, people yeah. don't know what I really did in that era. And I was Very like, good. you know, I was like, there's no black people. And so the, the lady from the Parkers, that lady, yeah. the, the producer, yeah. I got her hired. And, 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 you know, and the cold part about it was, you know, and the other lady, too, I got her hired in the office. The cold part about it was when they did their shows, they did not have me on once. So that, that, that was their nice payback to me, I guess. You know, but if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have been in the business. Right. I got them in, in the door. You know, and and, yeah. and and I'm not saying that that I owe, they owed me no, something, but at, at least you could have done yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, right. so, and I think what happens is too. You know, when you're black and you make mistakes, you go through problems. 
we seem to kick each other even harder instead of helping each other. And that don't happen with them. When they get in trouble, they pick each other back up and get them back on the road to going right. the way they're supposed right. to be. They do it all the time. But mm-hmm. it seems like with us, you know, I agree. you know, we kick each other even harder. When they kick it, then we'll kick each other even right. harder. You're already being kicked. Exactly. And, if they, and if they would just pick you up and take you back, then the other one are going to accept you just as fast because they want to make money off you too. And, 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 and that's the thing, you know? Can we tell people out there... The real color in Hollywood is green. That's exactly right. That's what it is. It's green. And it's like people are, you know, the thing about it is, is that it don't matter. It just matters how talented someone is. They're talented. You should, you should give them work. You should not be afraid of losing a position, you know. And it was like one time, you know, we brought, I brought a friend of mine in. I'm not going to mention no names. But I brought a friend of mine in <laughs> to do something for somebody. And he ended up undercutting me and getting me out of it and hire, getting somebody else hired. Now, how could you do that to somebody that's right. helping you out? Right. That was a terrible thing. And I, you know, and I told him, I said, I ain't never talking to him ever again. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> now, I want to ask you, I'm going to come to now today, where, where Todd is today. You have uh, two teenagers? I have two. No, not two teenagers. I got a kid. They, uh, I got oh. a, be, my son's going to be 20 and my daughter's 21. Wow. You have some grown folks. They're grown now. Having a daughter, because I have two, and they're grown too, but I have, I, would have two grand, I have a granddaughter and two daughters. Having a daughter, what does that touch you? As a man. Well, here's the thing. I have to tell you, explain. I didn't know I had my daughter until she was six years old. I understand that story. My okay. daughter came in, in the form of a letter in the mail. Okay. And every time I tried to get close to my daughter, you know, her mother would move her away. Okay. You know? So I didn't get to raise her like I raised my son. I wish okay. I would have. You know, every day, you know, I'm saddened in the fact that I can't, you know, talk to her as much because I didn't get to raise her yeah. like I should have, you yeah. know, and that wasn't my fault. You right. know, because my ex-wife took her in, too. You know, we loved yeah. my daughter, yeah. you know, and we did everything for her, but her mother would take her away from us uh, every single time, you know, and I, we don't know what that's all about. Yeah. But, you know, my son has a great relationship with her, you know, he's, you know, okay. so, but, you know, raising kids in general, I've learned one thing is not to do what our parents did, which is not explain to us things. Like, they would say, you say, well, well don't do that. Why not? Because we said so. Right. You, know, you got to explain to people right. why not to do right. something. Because this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. You're going to end up doing this, end up getting that. You know, and, and you parents can't just say, you know, okay. Um, like my dad was notorious for saying, you know, uh, uh, men don't cry. Shit, stop crying. Men don't cry. Yeah, and that's right. a lie. Men do cry. Men do cry. And you, yes. oh, you can cry. Yes. But it's okay. You know, but there's certain places you shouldn't cry at. Right. But you can cry. You got to, you, you know, and I taught my son how to deal with his emotion for real. My, yeah. And my son can talk to me. He, yeah. if, if, I, if I said something that hurt his feelings, he could tell me, Dad, yeah. you know, that was, you know, and I would say, you know, son, I'm sorry for saying that. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Our fathers didn't, didn't they, our parents, you know, our fathers didn't apologize. No, I've Not no, never. One bit. Never, never, never. They were always right, and yeah. they could never apologize. Right. And I think that's a terrible way to be to raise kids. I'm glad you said the thing about um, the crying thing because I I cry all the time about things. I mean, for things I feel I feel the emotion, I feel it, and it's a release. And yes, it is. And because men are actually one of my other guests on the show said before we're bulimic in our emotions. Yep, not me though, because I'll be watching movies, and be crying away. What? There's some movies I can't, I, I like it. I can't watch the Elephant Man no more. Every time I watch the Elephant Man, I be crying because <laughs> it's so sad what happens yes, to him. I know. I be crying through the whole movie. And 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 I tell you about actors. We can express ourselves better when we're when we're acting or when we're watching a movie. How funny! Especially when when it's great actors. I love watching great actors. Yeah. I'm when it's great actors, man, you 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 be crying like you know and all and it's good because all that emotion comes out. You yes. know. 
and, it's good and, to come out. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with being honest, you know, and, and telling how you feel. Like, I don't lie. If I'm not doing good, and someone says, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing terrible. Right. You know, I can't believe I'm, I feel horrible about myself today. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's okay. It is okay. Give someone a chance yeah. to make you feel better. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the thing. I like that. You know, yes. don't hold it in, you know, and right. lie, you know, because people are always, oh, everything's great, going wonderful, you know, and then they, inside they're dying. Right. You know, that's the worst thing you can do with oh, yourself. You know? And he wrote this book, of course, Killing Wills, you saw a picture yeah. of that, which you, you the, the great thing about your book, I've had your book for years, and the great thing mm-hmm. about your book, you were raw and honest. Mm-hmm. You were like, this is how, like you just said, just plainly, this is what happened, this is how it was. Now, next chapter. This is how it happened. This is how it and, was. And, and the thing is, is that I re- I accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. See, you know, um, and um, the thing about that, it, but it explains how I got there. Yeah. And see, when people don't, they don't have no idea how I got there. They thought, oh, this guy had everything and just threw it away. Nah. No, that wasn't it. It's no. a lot of reasons how I got to that, that, that particular road, you know, and, and thank God that I'm not dead. You know what I mean? You know, and... I've experienced a lot of police harassment during that time, you know, and at 12 years old, a kid at 12 years old, man, when you're 12 years old and you're riding your bike and all of a sudden you got a gun pointing your head and they're taking your bike telling you you stole it, a kid don't know how to calculate that. No. You know, he don't, he doesn't understand it because I thought that life was supposed to be fair. Right. And then you realize right. that, it, you know, they're judging you on the color of your skin, not on who you are, you know. And, and you, can't, you can't change the color of your skin. No. Like how, no. How, so how do you process? Like how we how do we process that when someone's going? I'm going to do this to you because of the way you look. Yep. And you can't. I can't. I can change my hair. I can change my goatee. You know, yep. but I can't change the, I, that. I, that's exactly right. You know, and and, and it, it was it was hard for me to get through to understand that life is not fair and that people are not going to always be so great. You know, and and now I've learned. You know, and I've learned a lot. And but I still will give people a chance. You know what I mean? And you know, this could that that it could have made me harden, mm-hmm. no heart, you know, you know, and but it didn't. I have a big heart, but I now I know who to trust, who not to trust, you know, and I know, you know, who to let in, who not to let in. There's a lot of see, just like there's a lot of great police officers. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, of course. Somebody said something very interesting and I think it was uh it was, it was Martin Luther King too, and it was also Albert Einstein. For someone to watch an injustice happen. And do nothing about it. They're just as evil as the person doing it. I agree. And 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 that, you know, it's and happening that's why, now. It's happening now. Yeah, and that's why I was glad in Philadelphia. Those people actually did said something about it. They filmed it. And like, well, why we not? Why we? What's nothing happening to us? See, people are now starting to catch on that there is a problem with the way we're being treated. You know, there's a problem. You know, and it needs to change. If this country wants to get itself on the right track, we got to all work together. We I just agree. have to work together. I agree. Brandon Larkins, who's a great actor, producer, he has great series out there. Um, working out another strong black man says, Hey, saying, Hey, Todd, thanks for the interview. Uh, oh, and I look at the Emmys. Thank you. I did look at I was at the daytime Emmys yesterday. So, yes, thank you. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> thanks for the compliment. Um, I, could talk to, I, mean, I could talk to you forever. I mean, you just have so much. And there's so much more about you that we'll read his book and then also follow him. He, he talks about, like, we even get to the molestation stuff. We didn't yeah, get into, like, yeah. stand up comedy. I mean, he has a lot that, he has a full, rich life that he can talk to you about. Out well, I'll tell you about stand up comedy real quick. Stand up yeah, comedy is interesting because a lot of people can say whatever they want to say, and I can't. I have to say, I got to always be, like, on the line mm-hmm. of not because people get up there and they just say crazy stuff, and I can't. But I tell mm-hmm. real stories. That are very funny. I'm sure. You know, and, and people love it because I'm telling real life stories that I've actually really right. went through. You know, it was like, like I'll give you one quick example. Please, was like, please. Eddie Murphy was trying to get me off drugs, so he sent Rick James to my house. <laughs> 
Now, how can you That's a send, joke right there. Yeah. How can you send somebody who was on more drugs than me to get me off drugs? And you know what his intervention was? He goes, let me see your stuff. He goes, let me take half of that because I don't want you to kill yourself. That was his intervention. Let me tell you something. Okay. That was let, it. Let me tell you something. The other, the other day, I was with DirecTV. Sorry, DirecTV. I have to call you out on this. I switched to paperless billing. Mm-hmm. I got in the mail a bill saying, I want to let you know if you switched to paperless billing. And I'm like... So you sent me a paper <laughs> to let me know that exactly. I switched to paperless billing. Like it made like you sent me a paper. You could do it in an email. Like you're, I mean, like it made things like that. Basically well, but let me tell you this: when you're a computer person, genius, then you don't. Uh, there is <laughs> right. no more cable TV. Right. <laughs> we don't deal with cable TV no more. We're over that hundred fifty dollars. I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. No, I'm getting there, Tom. I'm, oh, getting I'm, there. I'm over I'm getting that. There. I'm getting there. Oh, Everything you want to watch is right on the internet. No, that's it. It's, you, all, it's you, all right you, there. You're not even joking. It is there. And we didn't even mention the um, the villain villain ice fights back in. <laughs> Either. Well, the, the, the thing about the Vanilla Ice fight, I, you, I was, beat, you I was, beat his ass. Yeah, but I'm I was, sorry, I'm gonna I, say you beat his I ass. I was overweight, you know what I mean? Yeah, but and, you beat his yeah, ass. Yeah, but I told him, I said, look, man, I said, okay, look. <laughs> now we're gonna go out there and I said, I hope you fighting because I'm fighting for real. I said, I am not gonna lose to you on national TV. <laughs> yeah. We had 22 million viewers watching. I know, that. I watched and, it. Yeah, I know. I, and, and Snoop Dogg was funny <laughs> yeah. because I tell you what Snoop Dogg said to me afterwards. So, yeah. so I was like, so, so I said, I hope you're ready to fight. I said, because we're gonna be fighting. So, you know, I was, poor, poor guy, I was killing the guy. And then I remember at one point I said, okay, I'm going to let him come to me. I'm going to suck him in. I sucked him in. I went down like this and he's punching. And they're like, oh, Todd's out of breath. No, I wasn't. I was just setting him up. And I said, I, said, I went, boom, and went, boom, 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 boom. And I was hitting him on the rope. Yes. And I was like, I was like doing like, I was trying to call the ref because it was embarrassing. I was like, whap, whap. Like, ref, whap, whap. ref, call yep, it, yep. call and it, then, call then I saw, it. But then I saw a Snoop Dogg. Uh, uh, I was going to Elementary School. He goes, Stop! Oh, my nigga, what's up, brother? What's up, my brother? He goes, Man, I won five. Th- I told him you wasn't no punk. I told him that. <laughs> I told him he was going to whoop his butt. They said they don't know you, but they- well, then he said this I remember you when you was in the hood. I was like, Oh. <laughs> Not go back to the hood. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it was true that yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, they all knew about me yes, over there when I was yes. over there. So that That's was pretty so funny. funny. But it, I was like, Well, what's my $2,500? Give me half of that. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I know. But it was. It was it was a fight, and I felt fo- I felt so bad for Vanilla Ice because I did see I was some not, rough justice. I was not going to lose. No, you were not going to lose. Uh, okay, so one of the last things I do on every show, and I've done this 111 times, I guess at this point, 10 times at this point, I ask guests the same two questions. So here we go, Todd. Okay. Whatever first comes to mind for you, what word or phrase should we not say anymore? What word or phrase should we not say anymore? Yep. Wow, that's interesting. What word or phrase mm-hmm. should we not say anymore? Oh. Well, um, I always think that it should, what we as Americans should be, um, to me, I like to be called an American, because I'm an American okay. first. I may be black, but I'm an American. I, I agree. I agree with that. And, I, and I think, you know, we should be Americans. And I think that, you know, the phrase, you know, we see, unfortunately, the N-word, people don't like it. But some people, some of us use it in terms of endearment, right? I know, and yeah. you know, and I, I don't want to use it like if I'm around white people, we don't use that yeah, word. Right. Yeah. But when you're around brothers, it's gonna be used. It's, it's, it's so true. maybe we shouldn't say that. But yeah. unfortunately, I guess that's I, the only I, thing I like the other one though. Like they, they just just call me American, yeah. like that. Now, what word or phrase should we say more of? I love you. And, and, and is that I, you underrated? Know, it's so underrated. Very underrated. Very underrated. And it's I love you and I respect you. You know, those things should be said, and but they're not. You know, it's like with my kid, I tell my son I love you. Yeah. And I give him a hug. My dad never did that, but I do it to my son all the time. I go, same I love here. you. I give him a hug, and he tells me he loves me. You know, and that's the thing because it's so important 
that your children and your family know that you love them mm-hmm. and you can tell them. And there's nothing wrong with telling them that at all, nope. you know, and, and but you got to really mean it, you know, and, and you got to be see. And you also had to be very forgiving. See, people aren't forgiving enough, you know, and they got all these skeletons in their closet and and they, and they had the nerve to put you down. You know what I mean? And they and they got if you open their closet, them skeletons would fall out rolling. But one every time they open their mouth, bones falling out <laughs> their mouth. You know what I mean? But they want to act like you're the only one that, that does something wrong. True. You know? Right. But like I said, you know. And then I also think people should re- accept responsibility. It's another thing. I agree. I, well, I know, like like you, Todd, I, I, I forgive a lot of my past and whatever things have gone on. I'm living for today and living for the future. It's like you're doing the same thing. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's, it's been a, beyond a pleasure. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you, you have to come you back so anytime. Definitely. It's, it's a, it's a Definitely. pleasure. So, Todd Bridges, where can they find you? In the, oh, first where you go, say, my daughter Tammy loves you. Can you say something to Tammy in that camera over there? Tammy, how are you? Your father's a great guy. And what you talking about, Tammy? <laughs> she's going to die. Oh, my God, she's going to die. Okay. That's the, you, just made, you made her day. All right. Where can they find you on social media? Because you're, uh, you're on I, social I'm, media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And, you know, you'll find that I always do really good quotes. And I... And I not I'm not one-sided on Twitter. No, I'm, you're not. I'm on no. both sides. You are, if, you, you, read, if, you, yeah. if you ever read my Twitter, I'm on both sides. I know you are. Because there's a lot of things that are not said that should be said that people don't know about. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, and I always make sure people are well aware of a lot of things. And he does respond to people. You yes, do. I do. And yes, he I talks do. to people all the time. Yeah. He knows who you are. If you do it a lot, he'll, he'll yep. talk to you. So yep. follow him on Twitter. Uh, I'm James Law Jr. You can follow me where all James Law Juniors are at James Law Jr. On all social media platforms, the Facebook page is breaking into. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. So you can watch us or listen to us. You want to hear our beautiful voices in your ear. Uh, and, of course, my guest next week is Mayumi McKinley. We're talking about black folks. Can get therapy. It's okay. Yes, it is. It is okay. I've been in therapy. We've I'm all been in too. Yeah. So it's okay. And she's next. My guest next week. I'm James Hunt Jr. See you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.